Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. I'm your host, Claire Coles, and this is a special bonus episode of the 2021 Bowl Game Wrap-Up. College football season is almost over with only one game left. Let's take a look at how this bowl season went from semifinals to the Cheez-It Bowl. Let's get started. I will go over the semifinals first. They were definitely not the best bowl games, but I want to go over them anyway, as they are the ones that actually led into the college football playoff national championship. So first we had the Cotton Bowl with number one Alabama, and they did what Alabama does best. Quarterback Bryce Young threw three touchdowns and one interception. The game was only 17-3 at half, which doesn't seem like a super out of control game, but really Alabama was not in jeopardy of ever losing the game. Even without wide receiver star Mechie, the Crimson Tide just had too many offensive weapons for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati didn't score a touchdown the entire game. Final score was 27-6, to and coincidentally, 19 points was already the average at which Alabama wins their playoff games. The line for this game was 13. The Orange Bowl... Number three, Georgia, went up quick 17-0 at the beginning of the second quarter. You know, funnily enough, when analysts and announcers were talking about the quarterbacks in the lead-up to this game, they all said they would prefer Michigan's quarterback, McNamara, over Georgia's Stenson Bennett. But McNamara had two straight interceptions, followed by a fumble by Michigan's running back, Corum, that forced Michigan to put in freshman quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. Of the three turnovers, though, Georgia didn't actually score any points off of them, but it didn't matter. Georgia was up 27-3 alone at half. Michigan did finally score a touchdown, but with only 4 minutes and 25 seconds left in the game, that left the final score at 34-11. The national championship will be the SEC championship rematch of number 3 Georgia versus number 1 Alabama. Alabama has won the last seven matchups, including the one for the conference championship that they won 41 to 24. However, Georgia is favored by three points in this game. The final game of the year will be on Monday, January 10th at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Now, if you're going to bet on this game, my bet that I would take would be Alabama getting three points. That's when Georgia is favored by three. So Alabama getting three points. So even if Georgia wins by one, you still get your money back. Now take that with a grain of salt as I would take Alabama with the points. Before the season, no assistant had ever beaten the GOAT head coach Nick Saban. Texas A&M's head coach Jimbo Fisher is the only one to successfully do it so far and he did so this season. This national title would surpass Bear Bryant for the most titles at Alabama. I'm going to drop a hashtag girlfriend hint here. You may remember after Alabama won the national championship last year, there was a lot of talk about how he broke Bear Bryant's record. Well, he did, but that was for total national championships. Nick Saban has actually won one of his seven titles while he was head coach at LSU. This game and this national title would solidify him as the best Alabama head coach. There's also an argument that we literally just saw this game. Alabama won 41-24. Now, it's really hard to beat a good team, let alone to beat them twice in a season. But Georgia was definitely taken off guard in that game. 
their defensive line who had looked just unstoppable all year did not get to the quarterback. It's the only game that they had zero sacks recorded and they've got to figure out a way to put pressure on Bryce Young. So my recommendation is to take the underdog Alabama team, which frankly just sounds like an oxymoron, but personally, I do hope Georgia wins. Okay, and before you freak out that I'm going to go over every bowl game, I'm really just going to go over some of the exciting bowl games and the top 25 bowl games because there were 44 games. So (laughs) I don't want to go over all of those. But of those 44 bowl games, five were canceled. UCLA, Boise State, Miami, UVA, Hawaii, and Boston College all had to pull out of their bowl games this season due to COVID issues. Hawaii was the only team to have a losing record. They went 6-7 and seven, to still make a bowl game. Otherwise, it at least took a 6-6 six and six record. That's pretty typical, so nothing unusual there. So all the teams in the top 25 did have a bowl game. And the worst record, worst record of the ranked teams that made bowl games were Texas A&M and Arkansas, who both have a 8-4 and four record. The first ranked team to play was number 13, BYU, and they also lost to unranked UAB 31-28 to in the Independence Bowl way back on December 18th. That's quite a disappointment for a team that entered that bowl game ranked number 13. I'm sure they won't end the season there, and they went 10-2 and that season, so quite an upset there. Number 19, Clemson, had one of the craziest pick sixes I've ever seen and beat Iowa State in the Cheez-It Bowl 20-13. to This extends their 10-win season streak to 11 straight seasons. They also snap the ACC losing bowl game streak that was continued all the way from 2019. Head coach Dabo Sweeney also becomes just the third coach in history to hit 150 wins in his first 15 seasons. Iowa State did have a chance to tie up the game at the end, But QB Brock Purdy, well, he did what Brock Purdy usually does. He got the yardage needed on a must-have fourth and two, but then fumbled the ball backwards and fell on it behind the line to gain. And that's just how that game ended. In the Peach Bowl, number 10, Michigan State scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to clinch a win over Pitt, who was Kenny Pickettless. And they won 31-21. to Try saying Kenny Pickettless five times in a row. Number 20, Houston beat Auburn in a big game. They won 17 to 13 in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Auburn was without their quarterback, Bo Nix, who went into the transfer portal and will now be wearing an Oregon Duck uniform. I do want to share some about not top 25 game, top 25 ranked games, just because these did have some entertainment factor. So South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer got a Mayo bath in the Duke's Mayo Bowl after South Carolina won that over UNC. They won 38 to 21. Proceeds from the stunt were donated to charity. UNC was preseason ranked number 10 before finishing with a losing record six and seven. The Carolina State rivalry is alive and well. And if you watch that video and you think, um, that mayo looks really runny for regular mayo, they did water it down, unfortunately. So it kind of ruins it a little bit, but we'll pretend like it was still the best. In the Music City Bowl, Purdue won 48-45 to in overtime after a questionable call on the goal line. 
It was fourth and goal in the first overtime when the teams were tied 45-45. Tennessee was driving and they ended up getting stopped on literally on the inches line. What the questionable call was here was that the runner was considered down due to forward crop progress being stopped. If you go back and listen to the replay, the whistle doesn't actually blow to stop the play, but the referees ultimately decided and the playback booth said that that is not the ultimate decider of when forward progress is stopped. They did say that he was stopped before crossing the touchdown line. Moving on to the New Year's Six Bowl games. They were awesome. Number 21, Arkansas got a big win over Penn State 24-10 to in the Outback Bowl. There were some stars missing from that game, but it was still nice to watch. Number 15, Iowa played its normally low-scoring game and lost to number 22, Kentucky, 20-17. to Then things got really fun. Number 9, Oklahoma State had their biggest comeback in history to beat the number five fighting Irish 37 to 35. OSU trailed 28 to seven before scoring 24 unanswered points to book their first 12 win season under head coach Mike Gundy. Hashtag fear the mullet. Not a great way to kick off the Marcus Freeman era at Notre Dame, however. In the granddaddy of them all, a.k.a. the Rose Bowl, number six, Ohio State started slowly losing 21 to 35 to number 11, Utah at half before coming back to win with a walk off field goal, 48 to 45. Utah was impressive and tied 38-38 with just under 10 minutes left in the game when their quarterback, Cam Rising, went down and had to leave the game. Even though that looked to be it for the Utes, they did take the Buckeyes down to the wire. The Rose Bowl was arguably one of the best bowl games of the season, if not the best. The Pac-12 also needed that win very badly, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Number seven, Baylor won the Sugar Bowl 21-7 to after Ole Miss Heisman candidate QB Matt Corral went down with a sprained ankle in the first quarter. Backup QB Altmeyer actually did really well, but it just wasn't enough to beat the Baylor Bears. This is Baylor's first season with 12 wins in school history. Now, to opt out or not to opt out, that is the question. So Matt Corral going down in the first quarter was the big story from this year's bowl games. With multiple players opting out for many reasons, the main one is declared for the draft. Despite being a senior and definitely having a high draft status, I'll get to that in a second, Matt Corral said he wanted to play and that sitting out wasn't even something that crossed his mind. Let me be clear, he is an outlier here. Matt Corral was, and luckily still is, number two in quarterbacks going into the draft. Number one prospect Kenny Pickett sat out his pit game along with Michigan State star running back Kenneth Walker. Corral going down was the exact reason why many players do that. It gave life to the haters that want kids to opt out. And while opting out is, on the one hand, a smart decision to save their NFL careers right when they're about to make some money, it does kill bowl game season. Many analysts do believe that we will eventually see athletes even sit out playoff games. Now, that hasn't happened yet, but it's only a matter of time. 
Also, some of the money argument does get assuaged now that college athletes are at least allowed to make money through NIL. So they're not making nothing anymore, but it's still nothing compared to what Corral's signing bonus is about to be. Now, I really tried to find the general figure of players that missed their bowl game, whether it was for injury or transfer portal or COVID or uh, going to the draft, but I could not find even a general figure to fully encompass all that number. We had, I did find an article that said there was 26 that had opted out for the NFL as early as December 17th, and that was the day of the first bowl game. But I know that this is not an inclusive number, as I can name some of the OU players who sat out and opted out that weren't on that list. So to give you a rough estimation, however, of the NFL's projected top 10 draft picks as of today, January 7th, five opted out, three played in playoff games. So I don't count those as no one to date has skipped that. And one had their bowl game canceled. That leaves literally of the top 10 only one player to play. And it was Ole Miss's quarterback, Matt Corral. But I will get off my soapbox. He is going to be okay. He just suffered a sprained ankle. It does not going to affect his draft status. So that is wonderful. But let's get back to bowl games. So bowl game season resulted by conference. The biggest loser was by far the Pac-12, who won zero of their five games that they played in. The Mountain West came out on top with the best winning percentage of 83% going five and one. And the SEC, despite having two in the national championship game, had a losing record going five and seven. So their full list, you can check it out on the blog, but I won't run that through because it's really boring if you don't really care. But the, the power five, I will say the big 12 went five and two. The big 10 went six and four. The SEC went five and seven, and the ACC went two and four. So here are some teams in the top 25 that lost their bowl game. Number two, Michigan. Number four, Cincinnati. Number five, Notre Dame. Number eight, Ole Miss. Number 11, Utah. Number 12, Pitt. Number 13, BYU. Number 14, Oregon. And number 15, Iowa. So funnily enough, if you were ranked in the lower 10 of the top 25, you went undefeated. Now, granted, two of those were canceled, but still. Okay, let's go into what I think is my favorite segment of this post, the CBAs, the Claire Bowl Awards. So I'm going to give little awards to each of the bowl games that I think deserve honorable mention in this post. So the worst bowl game, as in the most boring in the Power Five, hands down was the Pinstripe Bowl. The Pinstripe Bowl was between Maryland and VTech. Maryland won 54 to 10, and all of the Hokies points were in the first half. The Terps actually scored their go-ahead touchdown while the new head coach of VTech was on an interview during that game, too. So, awkward. The best bowl game was the Rose Bowl for the reasons I've previously stated, but I do want to go over some honorable mentions. The Music City Bowl, which we talked about, and the Cure Bowl, I think, deserve honorable mention. The Cure Bowl between Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois was awesome. It had seven lead changes and came down to the final play, but it was literally the second bowl game. So if you don't remember, the Chanticleers won 47 to 41. The bowl game nobody watched, the Camellia Bowl. It was on Christmas. It was between Georgia State and Ball State. Georgia State won 51 to 20, so it wasn't even a close game. Obviously, we were all very busy on Christmas, so no one really watched it. Oh, and by the way, a camellia is a flower found in Asia. So someone explained to me why the bowl game in Alabama is called that. 
And yes, I'm sincerely asking that. The could have been good, but thanks to COVID, it wasn't bowl game. The Gator Bowl was supposed to be number 25, Texas A&M versus number 17, Wake Forest. The Aggies defense would have been one of the best that the Demon Deacons had faced all year, but that offense does know how to score and it shows some really high scoring games. That was until the Aggies had only 30 or so guys able to practice due to COVID, injuries, etc., at least Jimbo Fisher announced early that they wouldn't be able to play. It was actually eight days before their bowl game. This was enough time to find another opponent, losing record Rutgers. But also, wouldn't that have been enough time to get some of those guys back from COVID protocols? But, you know, whatever. Kudos to Rutgers for stepping in there, though. Wake Forest won 38-10. to The Good Sport Award goes to Central Michigan. They drove, yes, drove, all the way from Michigan to their original bowl game in Arizona to play Boise State. Boise State then had to back out due to COVID transfers and injuries. Miami also had similar situation and their scheduled bowl game versus Washington State, they pulled out. So the Chippewas hopped back on the bus and drove all the way back down to Texas to play Washington State in the Sun Bowl. Not only did they call a complete audible and change their bowl game, but they beat the Power 5 team despite having two turnovers. They were actually leading 21 zip at half. They came ready to play and won 24 to 21. I do also have a runner-up for the Good Sport Award here, and it goes to LSU. And I can't believe I'm actually saying that as I don't like the team, but I have to admire the fact that they did not back out of their bowl game when they only had 38 scholarship players available, including no quarterback. They did lose to Kansas State 20-42. to The biggest flop award goes to Mississippi State's head coach, Mike Leach, who faced his old team of Texas Tech and, frankly, got his ass kicked 34-7. to I don't really think Leach actually has any hard feelings towards Texas Tech, but it was 100% the main storyline of the game. The Bulldogs were favored by 10 points, and the over-under was 58, but both were extremely wrong. Super unusual for Texas Tech and Mississippi State to actually hit the under, but both teams, as both teams are usually very air raid heavy. The Comeback Kid Award, and I had to do this one for me, technically I'm giving this one to a coach. Big Game Bob Stoops came back to Oklahoma after head coach Lincoln Riley ditched the team for USC the morning after their bedlam loss. Bob Stoops had been head coach at Oklahoma from 1999 to 2006, but was currently an announcer and an analyst on Fox, helping out with their big noon game before offering to step in as interim head coach. Oklahoma beat Oregon in the Alamo Bowl 47 to 32, and he definitely got the Sooner spirits up. The MVP of bowl season, I have this as hands down Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigma. He was the team's leading wide receiver coming into the game, and then the other two wide receivers opted out, and he, man, he went off and set records. He had 347 receiving yards. That's an FBS bowl game record and a school record of 15 passes caught for three touchdowns. Then I have the biggest surprise of the bowls, Army and Air Force Two armed forces teams beat a power two power five teams, an ACC team and an SEC team in their bowl games. That is the biggest surprise of any bowl game. 
Army beat Mizzou 24-22 in the Armed Forces Bowl, and Air Force beat Louisville 31-28 in the first Responder Bowl. So to wrap it up, that is it for football season. It was a doozy of a year. We had 46 teams ranked at some point throughout the year. I went ahead and posted the preseason rankings versus the week 15 rankings on the blog. We did better than years past. 12 top 25 preseason ranked teams were ranked in the final week AP poll. And who would have thought we went into this year thinking Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma would all not only not win their conference championship, but not even make it there. So we might have a rematch of the SEC championship game and the 2018 national championship game, but this year of college football was definitely not boring. So thanks for tuning in for this extra episode of the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. Check out the blog for links to some of those highlights as well as more information on some of the bowl season big games. Anyway, hope to see y'all Monday before the national championship for the weekly update. And if not, it's been a great football season.